I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? It is an amazing day uh, to have this. Oh, man. This episode is about to be lit. Um, I'm just so happy right now. I'm, I'm happy for a million of reasons. Um, ah, the elections last week, the elections last week. Everybody did a thing. Hey, but before we get started, you know, if you all have any comments, concerns, questions, want me to really um, break down some of the things that you heard in previous episodes or even in this episode, feel free to contact me at LDMonger1 on Twitter and Instagram or shoot me an email at contact at LDMonger.com. Yeah, it's really that easy, man. I'm pretty accessible. Um, so let's get to the good read. This episode's good read is drum roll, please. Black privilege. Opportunities come to those that create it by Charlemagne the God. In black privilege, Charlemagne presents his often controversial and always brutal, honest insights on how living an authentic life is the quickest path to success. This journey to truth begins in the small town of Mox Corner, South Carolina. Black Privilege lays out all the great wisdom Charlemagne's been given from many mentors and tells the uncensored story of how he turned around his troubled early life by owning his many mistakes and refusing to give up his dreams. Even after his controversial opinions got him fired from several on-air jobs, these life-learned principles include there are no losses in life, only lessons. Give people the credit they deserve for being stupid, starting with yourself. It's not the size of the pond, but the hustle and the fish. When you live your truth, no one can use it against you. We all have privilege. We just need to access it. So the reason why I read this book, it was actually a gift for my birthday um, for my business partner and his fiance. Um, they were like, yeah, I know you'll like this book because both of y'all are kind of controversial as it pertains to some of the opinions that we um, <laughs> that we share. I was like, oh, I really wasn't the biggest Charlemagne fan. I seen him on Breakfast Club, but never really like followed uh, his career. So it was great to see him outside of the breakfast club honestly uh, he explained his upbringing which being from St. Louis I had some similar um, being from the area in St. Louis that I was in I had some similar troubles uh, I didn't get beat up as much pretty cool with almost everyone um, 
when I did have my fights, I had them. But that just comes with the territory, uh, type of person I am, environment I was in. It still amazes me when some people say they lived to you know 30 years old and never had a fight, a physical fight. So that's, man, the kudos to them. Um, yeah, so this book was actually a gift, and I'm glad I read it. Uh, it really gave some insight on on him as a person and he was dropping some gems. So a lot of things that I already heard and you can tell that, you know, he had OGs in his life uh, that gave the similar messages as some of the OGs that I have in my life, which was great. I think at times, you know, once we see celebrities, we kind of dehumanize them um, and put them on a different pedestal and have different expectations and really forget that they are humans and they were normal humans. just like, <laughs> majority of us at one point so it was great uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I got was just you know sacrifice and how you know someone married can sacrifice something so temporary that's so impactful it was a point where he moved uh, from his family and was traveling between work and his family in order to make things happen and she stuck with him. They had their, you know, they had their troubles in their relationships, but they, they, they stuck with it. Now he's one of the hottest on-air hosts um, out at the moment. Like, he has so many legendary interviews. Like, there's like, he gonna at least have two or three a year that you will always just go back to go back to on the breakfast club. And although the breakfast club has, you know, two other hosts is always like without Sean Amain, a guy, I don't know how the breakfast club would look like he is honestly the show. He's, he, he's blunt. He's direct, uh, may come off as rude at times, but he just asks the questions that everyone thinks. Um, I recommend this book to anyone who has grown up from a troubled environment or in trouble space or just need a little inspiration uh 2020 has been crazy so it can it can make anyone feel down um so if you need a picky upper uh this book is definitely it uh regardless of your upbringing or where you're from i really think this would be good for those teenagers uh on a high school level that that might need these lessons sooner um, in order for them to skip over some of the mistakes that a lot of us made while coming out of the trenches. I think that's important. Yep. So that is a good read for the day. Um, Black privilege opportunity comes to those who create it by Charlemagne the God. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, if you like the book, if you don't like the book, if you want to talk about the book, feel free to shoot me an email at contact at ldmonger.com or give me a tweet, slide my DMs on IG at ldmonger1. So now let's go to what's popping. It's been a crazy couple days, I tell you that. And, um... Last week it was elections, and this week we have a president 
and vice president elect kind of sort of ish. Trump is really delaying some things, but we'll talk about that. I want to start with Florida. What and the whew, I try not to curse that much, y'all, but what Florida and why the two states that I love the most? One state is where I'm from, Missouri, and the other state is where I stay, Florida. Um, either these states are very, very, very out of tune with what's going on with the rest of the world, or they just don't care. Um, a lot of times people just like to say racist. I'm not going to call. I don't know everybody in Florida or Missouri, especially in these small little hitch towns. I don't know. So I'm not going to call you racist. They probably never seen black people. Uh, ever in their life and be isolated and all this other. I don't know how these folks live, so I'm interested in seeing how they live and how they vote the way they vote. Um, so that's interesting. But it was why is Florida and and Missouri like so red? It's like the city areas are blue, but the rest of the state is like red, like dark red, and it's like they vote for things such as better health care like for those type of propositions they vote for things like increasing minimum wage and things of that nature but then you vote republican like i just i don't get it like these are things that they really don't care about so you can't vote for these propositions well i guess you can because they did it um but vote for these type of propositions and then put people that oppose the propositions in office is counterproductive. <laughs> but anywho, um, those two red states will forever confuse me. Um, Florida has a lot of Cubans and a lot of minority groups, honestly, if we want to be quite frank, a lot of minority groups that that vote Republican, uh, which is kind of weird. I don't know how anyone from Hispanic descent can vote for Trump. I just don't. At times, I feel like he hate you all more than he hate the African American community. As it become, you know, as it comes to his rhetoric, like I, I don't know his personal like his belief, but as it pertains to how he talks. And how he behaves, I think it's safe to say that he don't like y'all more than he don't like us. And I'm quite on the edge of, yeah, he really don't like us. So for him not to, for him to like, not like you all more is scary. And for you all to be happy to vote, uh, it's just weird. Again, like, I have no problem with Republicans. Republican, I got some Republican friends, I'm sure. Um, it's Trump supporters. Those are the people that scare me. I don't have issues with a Republican at all. It's the Trump supporters. It's like, hmm. So, Florida and Missouri right now, um, yeah, I got some work to do. A lot of these politicians as well, honestly, just figuring out how do Democrats tap into the rural area? Like, how do you make those people 
feel a part of the election process. Somehow Republicans got them. Um, so how can Democrats bridge that gap opposed to going to the big, you know, the major cities? Uh, how do you get these rural areas? How do you find out their wants and needs within the spaces that they live in and try to accommodate to those individuals? I think that's important for all people uh, in order for us to make America um, as as good as it needs to be. We have to eliminate all barriers, race barriers, location barriers, religion barriers, gender barriers, age barriers, like just so many different walls that are built up that have to be broken down in order for us to get to a space that we can see true progression. But we will see how long that will be. Um, two days later, three days later, three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday, the votes start coming in. So I believe it was Friday night, Saturday morning when I found out that Biden and Kamala won. Woo! So that was great, honestly. I was I was pleased and quite excited that they won. I just felt like Trump was going to do some type of weird things, but he actually did it up on himself. Like he told his his base, don't do don't trust the mail in ballots, like don't vote by mail and a lot of them went out over 71 million. Well, around 71 million dealing with Trump. I don't know. It could have been 68 million. He just rounded it up. Some I don't, I don't know. But around 71 million people voted for uh, uh, y'all boy Donnie, and that was a lot of goddamn. Ooh, that was a lot of people. So thank God that more individuals. Uh, on the opposing party stepped out as well. That was a lot. This was the biggest election as it pertains to turnout. This was the biggest election ever. Uh, I do believe the mail-in ballots played a huge part, but back to Donnie. So how are you going to tell your base don't vote by mail and then get upset that all the mail-in ballots where well, most of the mail-in ballots that were being counted late were Democratic. Like, of course, you told your people don't vote. That's why the polls were so high for you uh, once they got done counting all of the the day of votes and then they waited to count the mail-in ballots and absentee ballots. Like, that was, that was weird. I, I wish they create some type of standard amongst all states and cities and municipalities so that there can be some type of uniformity. Every like everyone having their own type of rules were kind of weird. Uh and and added to this delay. And even on like a smaller scale on any other election where this many people probably don't do mail in ballots, where it's not hundreds of thousands and millions doing mail in ballots. And a couple thousand or a couple hundred are not being counted yet until Thursday. And then these elected officials are conceding and doing all these things. And they, in reality, they really won by a couple hundred. 
All they had to do is wait till all the votes were counted. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, but ultimately, you know, a, a Biden win is America's way of saying, like, hey, we dealt with a lot of dysfunction over the last four years. And we tried we tried this new way out, not having a you know, a politician in the White House and it just didn't work out as planned. Uh, it was quite entertaining. A lot of people got fired, a lot of people are still getting fired. A lot of new faces are in the White House because of those firings. And people just got tired of it. So Congratulations uh, to Biden and, you know, fam, Kamala. It's great to not only have a black Asian woman in the White House uh, in that capacity, but also great to have a HBCU grad. Um, so that means a lot. You know, being a part of the, you know, Divine Nine, that's, that, that means a lot to just the culture. And hopefully, you know, those institutions and those organizations can continue to create these great leaders that we see have potential to run a country. So we will see how that go. The crowd reactions were, oh, my God, crazy. Seeing people crying, uh, seeing people just so happy. You're seeing some people just still scared and afraid and don't know what the next four years will look like. Um, and I feel like we all are entitled to all the emotions that that we feel. But taking it to that next level is allowing them to have the time and space to do whatever they said they were going to do. And it's our duty to continue to push for them to do the things that they said they were going to do. And I feel like we should do that regardless of who the president is. We could have done that with Donnie. We could have done that with president Barack Obama. It's, it's not right for us to believe that since we didn't vote a particular person that we can't hold them accountable or we can't have things that we want to see done. <laughs> Like we have to wait four more years, eight more years until someone that we voted for is in office. No, the president of the United States is here for all people, not just the people that voted for him. So our needs are for whoever is in office, even on a local level, for whoever's in office. This is what we want. These are our demands. We still want to be heard. We still want to see things happen. I don't care if I didn't vote for you at all. You represent all of us. And this is what the other side needs. How can we get there? Shout out to Stacey Abrams. It was a lot of things that she done during her campaign. And continue to do after her campaign, after she blatantly like in broad daylight lost because of voter suppression. So being able to get those many people registered was important. Seeing Georgia not red is historic. Like how 
Like we know the stories about, you know, Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee. So when you see a southern state, a deep southern state with those deep roots uh, turn blue, it means something. And she played a huge role in that and didn't give up. So definitely giving her her roses. Uh, now we have this delay. So we had the delay to find out who the president was, and now we have a delay. Uh, so if anyone knows the political process, it usually take about 30 days uh, from the election day to get the official count. So around December 3rd, uh, that's when folks will know how many people actually voted. And if I'm not mistaken, December 16th, don't quote me, um, it's like the last day both sides get the appeal or some stuff. So that's like when they're confirmed and then just waiting on the 20th of January. At the end of the day, by January 20, we got to have something like we got to have a president. So if Donnie boy is still in his um, feelings and, trying to sue and do all this stuff, it may prolong everything. And since he packed the Supreme Court um, with his people and all these judges, it's interesting to see how this next couple of weeks will go. If we don't have an official president, uh, the House Speaker would, would be our president for however long this process will take. Because uh, January 20th, someone has to get inaugurated. So my biggest fear is that Donnie Boy and his team have some type of agreement. Like they have some type of negotiation process, like that, like give or take. So, you know, he's he agreed to concede um, and replace for not going to jail. Let's start there from beginners. Um, but then to we'll stop talking about his taxes. You know, he's the king of disclaimers, giving people, I mean, giving people um, non-disclosures. So, yeah, if Donnie Boy shuts up too quiet, I will... Oh, keep my antennas up and just wonder what was the trade-off uh, for that. So although we have a, by numbers, we have a president and vice president elect uh, by process, there's still some things that have to happen in order for us to confirm that. So I am looking forward to that. Um, thank you 2020 for all of the craziness you have brought us. Um, Thank you for all of the accommodations you have brought us. And we really found out that what's normal is not forever and that we can adjust and create new norms in order for us to survive and thrive. So I do have an update on um, Shonda Rhimes. So y'all know who that is. That's... The black lady, one of the greatest writers in the world, uh, left ABC to go to Netflix for a nice check um, all over some Disney tickets. So the story 
came out. There's more. Yep, there's more. Not only did she leave because they get, didn't give her Disney tickets, what happened was they actually gave her the tickets, but when she got to the gate with her family and friends, one of the passes didn't work. So she called in and was like asking. So again, it wasn't the money. She was asking like, hey, like the pass doesn't work. Like what's going on? And some exec, which I'm quite sure he's fired because um, you done lost one of the goats of writing over a $150 ticket in which she already had, but the pass just didn't work at the time. So a quick little fix. First of all, why the person, I would hate to be the person that was checking her in and didn't recognize, I didn't know who she was. Like, let's scale back. The little, you know, teenager or the person that's been working this gate for years, um, allowing people in, doing their protocol, knowing all the rules, knowing all the policies but have to really sit there and be in the middle of this monumental person that's honestly helping pay your bills. Like she's pushing in millions of dollars because of the shows that she have put on this, on this network. So indirectly she's helping you get paid as well. You don't even know you just, there doing your job to the best of your ability and don't even know that this is, somebody of substance and I'm not going to act like if I seen Shonda Rhimes that I know exactly who she is either but if you listen enough you can figure out exactly who she's is who she is and find the right people to help you accommodate this person to the best of your ability but anywho so the ticket didn't work and somehow they got to the executive and this particular executive, which I'm sure he's fired or she's fired, said that you asking for too much. And she was like, mm, asking for too much. And left. <laughs> and left immediately. So just don't play with people. Again, we know it's not the money as it pertains to this particular incident. It's the principle. Uh, it's just how you treat people. And seeing someone that's standing up for what they believe and have the freedom to leave. A lot of us don't have the freedom or the space or the peace to leave our jobs because we feel like we are being mistreated. So to see someone of this caliber do it and and find a job afterwards is amazing. So I commend her for that. I commend her for the people that she inspired to do the same um, I do have a bro that doing uh, all of the shootings in the mid of this year. Um, he felt like his job didn't do enough to support black men and to support the movement overall. So he left. He, f- he found a new job within like weeks and he was just out the door <laughs> So it's great seeing individuals that stand on their principles and and have other, right? I think that's a big thing, other opportunities uh, to step into. 
So Shonda, we salute you, girl. Uh, Ti tripping, man. What? What? I don't know what's going on with expeditiously, treacherously, comatiously, erociousness. Ti, like, man, what? What you doing? So, so if y'all don't know, uh, we seen the sushi, the sushi restaurant in Atlanta when. Buddy and his girlfriend was told to leave because of his tennis shoes. And in a video, it clearly shows um, another woman who have on sneakers as well, but wasn't like she was sitting out eating, enjoying her night or day, whatever time it was. Uh, but he was being asked to leave. And again, you know, just overall sneakers, tall black guy, braids and all these things. It's obvious that it was profiling. Um so the manager, the owner, whoever this individual was, was like, yeah, I know black people. They come here all the time. So he reached out to his black people, his black friends, um, to, to show that he's not racist, that he do like black people. But his black friends were actually rich. So do you really like black people or do you like rich people? Because we know these rich people, they coming in wearing whatever the hell they want. So one of the people that he called was T.I., and T.I. has been, um, he was validated, but I think I think he expired. So his words did mean something uh, for a particular moment in life for a particular group of people. But now it's just like, we just tired of his shit. So T.I. made a statement saying like, yeah, he talked to the family, everything good. Uh, just a mis, you know, understanding miscommunication, and you know, pretty much trying to savage the relationship or whatnot. I don't know how much free sushi um, they offer Ti for the rest of the year or a lifetime sushi supply for whoever. I don't know, um, but it was some real suckerish type stuff. The main reason is because he didn't actually talk to the guy, his girlfriend, at all. Um, so he did go. You no, know, the guy. They're going to errors like, hey, I didn't speak to nobody. Um, so I don't know where that statement came from. And I feel like it's, it's disrespectful for you to make it seem as if you did speak with us and you didn't even hear outside of the story. So everything that you're saying as it pertains to this restaurant, you can shove it. And I would have felt the same way as well. Like, don't use me as a as a don't use my situation as a platform for your own selfish needs like that ain't right and that's exactly what he was doing like I don't like T I really don't need clout but to be in the midst of social justice issues and black issues uh, I feel like he asserts himself in those situations in those spaces even when it's not granted like he could easily like, yeah, man, y'all was tripping. I, I don't want nothing to do with this. Y'all figure that out and called it a day. But no, he wanted to be big man and go use his big words and fake big words to make it seem as if he was doing something that made himself look like an asshole. So T.I., get it together, man. You are not the voice of the entire black population and be humble enough to know. Like... All these different voices, man. We got Shonda Ryan. We got T.I. 
We got Republicans, we got Democrats, we got Biden, we got Kamala, we got Stacey Abrams, we got you know Donald Trump. We all have to be responsible with how we use our voice and when we insert our voice into situations that don't have nothing to do with us. And I'm not saying if it has nothing to do with you, just be quiet. No, knowing that it doesn't have anything to do with me, but still respecting that space and being humble enough to acknowledge when you're wrong and being able to appreciate when you're right or when your voice or when the things that you said created some type of substance to, you know, progress people. And and T.I. that time, like he he slipped, he dropped the ball on this. And I ain't done with your T.I. No, sir. No, sir, T.I. Because you was tripping. So he hosted a party um, and he said some things that was as crazy as Trump as it pertains to COVID prevention. So Atlanta been popping. If y'all haven't noticed, Atlanta has been popping. Uh, folks been everywhere. No masks, living a best life. Look, I'm not here to judge anyone. You know, COVID cases are continue to skyrocket. Send videos of clubs in Atlanta. I see why. Folks are living a best life as if there isn't a pandemic going on right now. And I guess if, you know, some people feel like we're going to die. I want to die having fun and living my best life. So kudos to you people that's not being safe. Stay away from me. Um, when I travel, I make sure I'm masked up, got my hoodie on, like I hand sanitizer, like I'm doing the best that I can to stay safe and COVID free. Um, because I still have to work uh, as a business owner. I can't sacrifice my health or the health of my clients because I want to have a good time because I want to party. Like if I get sick, it's going to be because I was working. Point blank period. Uh, so he threw a party and uh, y'all, y'all just search that and let me know how y'all think because it was insane. Like, I just don't get it. T.I., how are you a social activist, but then behaving in this manner? Like, you can't, you can't play both sides of, of the lake. You can't be, you know, Farrakhan one moment and turn up T.I. the next moment. Like you can't, it's, there's like, especially when you're dealing with two extremes, a pandemic and partying and then Black Lives Matter. Like you, you got to find your boat in the middle to, to tread on. Like, cause this is not it. This is not it. So T.I., you are a couple of moments away from being canceled and muted. I'm quite happy that, the African-American community is being as nice to you as they are because we know how fast we can be when it comes to counseling folks and muting people. Um, so, yeah, I, your days are are limited. You are now on the clock, T.I. Um, another show, Mike Tyson actually has a podcast. Dang, I forgot the name. It's early. Yeah, my bad. Um, but he invited Boosie. So it was a very interesting conversation. Uh, oh, man. And I'm going to just say this. So the the, the question that, that stuck out the most out of this 45-minute interview type of big brother coaching from Mike Tyson, 
Um, he asked him, was he gay? He he um, brought up all of you know the recent inc- you know incidents of of Boosie as it pertains to you know his ho- homophobia and his views on um, the LBG community. And out of that, he asked like, "Are you like, are you gay?" And, <laughs> oh man. And his response was completely different from any other response. Like we seen Boosie respond to his mother. We seen Boosie respond to fans. We seen Boosie respond to uh, other celebrities as it pertains to his comments for Dwayne Wade's son, well, daughter, um, Zaya. Um, his comments about you know, tapping his sons and nephews to manhood at 12 years old and, like, all of these things. So he asked him, like, do you have any insecurities with your manhood? And it was a, it was deep thought. The conversation went different. I, I believe the conversation went different because it's Mike Tyson. No matter how old he is, for a regular human, especially one of, like, Boosie's size, Mike Tyson definitely taking him out and... I wouldn't even give it a minute. Probably the first couple punches if he need the other punch. So it's like when Mike Tyson say something, you can't beat him. Like who's going to beat Mike Tyson or who's going to check Mike Tyson. And uh, so you have to listen. And in most spaces, it's people like that. Like We might not listen to everybody, but it's going to be that one person that can tap into us. So the conversation definitely went... <laughs> different than expected and I'm quite sure Boosie woke up the next day like dad I let him just little boy me like what 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 did I just experience <laughs> and now that the show is out now you're looking at this show like dad I really was in a whole different mind frame I'm um, having that conversation and I hope he really grow from that conversation I hope you know he seeks therapy and close some of the the trauma in his life. I hope he allow his kids to seek therapy as well um, because of the trauma that he had and he passed that trauma down. So they won't continue to live in those cycles. I think that's important. Possibly have family counseling where we all sit down and, and talk about some of the things we un, you know that we un, indirectly um cost each other because of the things that we went through so we'd be a better and stronger family and so that we can have a collective plan on moving forward so yeah check out that mike tyson uh, and, and and boosie uh interview and let me know how y'all think again it's everyone using their voice in this moment um, that's one of the biggest things that i've noticed from this pandemic is more people are invested in talking people are tired of writing on Facebook statuses and tweets and things of that nature and posting pictures and and all of that. And people just really want to be heard. Um, Something tragic happened over the weekend. Anytime there's a death, regardless of like the lifestyle that people portray and all these things, people always try to justify why some, oh, well, he did this and doing that and it was bound to happen. And like any, anytime death happens, it's, it's sad um, for someone. So King Von was, um, was gunned down 
after a club in Atlanta. Uh, was fighting Rondo, Quando's entourage, and all of that, and got shot. I'm still confused on where, how he got shot. Was it the car that pulled up? Was it the guy that he was fighting? Which you know, some of the people believe it was Rondo Quando. Uh, not really knowing who pulled the trigger. Not really knowing all these different people that was in this video. Like all these guns was around. It was a lot. Um, it was a lot. And a lot of people have something to say about Chicago and their their music and the lifestyle that they um, hold and all these different things. But honestly, like regardless of what you know, Vaughn represents, I I do feel for the family and friends connected to him. I'm just gonna miss him, um, his daughters. Everybody that he supported that don't have that support system anymore. Uh, it's a huge lifestyle shift for him, uh, for for everyone that's around him. They said his last words was like, y'all let them get on me. Don't cry now. Uh, I, I don't know if that's confirmed, but just hearing things like that, it it, it makes sense, man. If you... You you have to watch the people that you're around, and you can't be too too street or too hood when you in these spaces. Like when you made it out to get security, get people that are paid to protect you. Don't rely on your homeboys because things like this can happen. Ain't no way I'm the the leader of this entourage and I'm throwing hands. I'm sorry, bosses don't do that. Like we handled them that different. I pay y'all to I pay y'all to handle that. Like if I put my hands on somebody, it's 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 gonna it's gonna hit different. For the simple fact that if I put my hands on somebody and and they sue me, the money gone. <laughs> right? They taking money from all of our pockets. So you gotta think. Somebody gotta take that. R.P. Vine, man, I'm quite sure, you know, certain spaces in Chicago, they don't care. Um, because, again, that's just that that lifestyle that they have. But ultimately, like, it's another black man dead. So I'm always going to have some type of, of feeling towards that. Um, so, so, yeah, man, all my Chicago folks, uh, stay strong. Don't do nothing too ignorant. Uh, for those that's on the opposing side, please don't use this death as 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 something to talk about, something to be disrespectful about. Don't add fire to the flame. Please allow this situation uh, to be a a reminder and just eye opening for for everyone, you know, on the south side of Chicago and all over. All the hoods over, like, man, people ain't, people really just don't fight no more. And that's just where, where we are with, with it. Um, over the weekend, so I flew to St. Louis on uh, Thursday evening. Um, I haven't seen my grandmother since the death of my mom. And it's getting cold in St. Louis, so 
I just wanted to make sure that I can make it to her and help her help her out with anything around the house, take her to get whatever she need done um, around the house or any other errands. And I did exactly that. We reorganized her basement. I was able to find some things. So that was that was that was pretty dope. Uh, seeing some of the old pictures and things that I have from undergrad, and then I still haven't found she. I always accidentally find it when she moved. Um, I have this this case of things from high school, which is very rare. Uh, again, you know, thing on the first episode, talked to you all about the flood and a lot of things from high school um, are gone. Trophies, jerseys, awards. I don't even know what my high school diploma is. All those things are gone. So it was great. You know, when I do come across this case to see the last remaining things that I do have. Um, so it was good. But something that really stuck, I knew I was going to have a good trip because this was my first time. I love Southwest, but this was my first time being the first person on a plane. Um, so I was geeked up. I was excited. I was like, oh, I thought I'd never do this because I'm good for checking in late. Um, so, yeah, thanks. But that, I was very happy. I'm usually the last person off the plane. Well, the second, the last um, customer off the plane, because I don't do that rushing stuff. Like, why am I rushing to get off the plane to go wait at baggage claim for my bag? So I just do that whole process slow in hopes that when I get there, my bag will be ready. Because just waiting on my bag, I get annoyed. So that was good. My granny good. She's straight. Um. Uh, if anybody know me, I just love my granny, and we always troll each other, which is always fun. So if you see the happy, jolly, joking me, um, just see my relationship with my granny. And that's that. So that wraps it up for what's popping. Um, in Vale's world. Now let's really get to this take, man. This this is ah oh, man, your voice has power. Like your voice have power. Like if this election didn't show tell you nothing else, your voice has power. So you have to lift your voice. In order for it to be heard. The best way to do that is being impeccable with your word. Impeccable without sin. So speaking without sin. Speaking without trying to harm someone. How do you speak love. To this crazy world. Even. Even if. It's the most negative, most uh, most annoying space to be in right now. Like, how do you speak without sin? Like, how do you stay on your balance? How do you remain unmoved to continue to speak positivity into the lives of others, into this annoying, corrupt world that we stay in? Using your voice to do that. 
it's easy to fight fire with fire as it pertains to, you know, our beliefs and what we don't believe. And it's easy to just hate someone opposed to understand it's, it's easier to, to fight poison with poison. But how do we tap out of that and continue to be impeccable with our words and, and continue to speak love into people, even if they tarnishing our reputation, trying to have us, you know, lose our job, lose our positions, uh, although they hating on a side, like how do you remain impeccable with your words and how long can you be impeccable? I see, I think that's the important thing, how long? Because after a while, you keep poking a giant, he's going to continue, you know, eventually he's going to wake up. So how long can you be impeccable with your word? But ultimately, like, we have power in our voice. We have power in our word. Why not be impeccable? To as long as we can. You are powerful beyond measure. If this election didn't show you that, <laughs> I don't know what else you need. When we unify and come together in things such as an election, Social justice. Prison reform. Action happens. One person is powerful. Two people is twice as powerful. A million people is even more powerful. And the thing is... Even if opposing sides can find spaces in which they agree on and they join forces, their opinions matter as well. Because if you have the opposing side able to explain the things that they don't like about your view and if they make sense, you can create an even better plan that everyone feels heard and understood which usually adds more voices which adds more power that get things done civil rights wouldn't be able to happen if white people didn't believe that there shouldn't be colored bathrooms there shouldn't be colored water fountains black people shouldn't have to sit outside or go through a back door just to eat or patronize a restaurant and all of these things. You need people. If you can turn the ideology of one person or, or add to their understanding pool, it makes everyone more powerful. Being able and receptive and open enough to hear the opposite side, it makes you powerful because you have your beliefs and now you have a better understanding of their beliefs. The biggest fool is one that doesn't take the time to listen to people that have opposing views of them because they stay stuck within their reality, within their norms. And they think that that's life, and it really isn't. There's things outside of what we believe are normal. 
and it's there's only fools that believe there isn't. Your voice won this election. Trump had 71 million votes, which means that we needed 71 million and one vote just to win a popular vote. And that was done. And regardless if that's what, that's, man, that's 114 million people that came out of vote. Wow. Your voice has more power than you can imagine. The voices, the blow horns, that's what got those pins on those election ballots that were counted. Find confidence with not knowing. People are like, what? Find confidence with not knowing. I am okay with not knowing. It makes me a better person because now I can find exactly what I don't know. Be humble enough to figure things out. I love not knowing stuff. It allows me to go on Google, get a book, get an audio book, get a podcast. For me to increase my knowledge within that space. Being confident in not knowing is just as important as being confident in knowing and being humble enough to accept that and figure it out makes everything better and not just standing on the opinions that you have in your brain. The facts that you selectively use when you have your debates. No. Figure it out. Be humble enough to do that. Don't silence yourself. Don't disable your voice to make other people feel comfortable. Like what? Like if you feel some type of way and you process it in a way that you can communicate that effectively, do so. Don't have all these amazing thoughts. All these, all these things flowing in your head and you're not speaking up because your boss feels inferior when you speak up or your significant other, you know, feel less of a, when you speak up or you don't want to hurt nobody feelings and all these other things, because ultimately that person is going to feel that way regardless of you being quiet and you being silenced is nothing but adding to it, believe it or not, and making it harder for you. The longer you stay silent, the longer you have to be silent and allow them to assume whatever they assume within their crazy brain. So don't use silence to make other people feel comfortable. Like if I'm silenced because I just don't have nothing to add to this conversation. 
I don't have nothing to add into this space. Like, that's why I'm silent. I'm not silent because, ooh, if I say something, I know it's going to hurt this person's feeling. Or, ooh, if I say something, they going to think that I'm a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because at the end of the day, they probably think you are a da-da-da-da-da-da-da regardless. And you not saying nothing. It's not going to help that at all. You not adding to this this diverse pool of of ideals is not adding to the situation at all. Speak when you have the urge to speak. When something inside is telling you to speak, just say it. Just say it. A lot of times we we silence ourselves uh, because we think it's a stupid question or or uh, I don't want to be controversial or I don't want to be the person that, you know, the Debbie Downer all the time. No, if it's something on your heart to say, just say it, because that's probably the statement that's needed to be added in the conversation in order to get people's brain moving in a different direction. Like people may not agree with you. People may not understand you. People may not understand themselves. But when you allow something that's on your on your heart to be said, you know, and you've been impeccable with your words and you're not taking it personal. It allows people to tap into the ideas inside of your head and possibly expand the thoughts that they have inside of their head. You're doing a disservice with silencing yourself, with not using your voice. Your voice is powerful beyond measure. For those that voted Democrat, just know your voice won this election. Tell yourself that every morning. Tell yourself that every time you feel like, oh, I got to be quiet because of. Speak when you have the urge to speak and stay silent when you have nothing to say. Like, don't be the fool that feels like I always have to have something to say and just speaking pure BS and making yourself look uneducated or ti like like stay silent if you have nothing to add if you don't like don't force yourself to speak on issues that you don't want to speak about it's not hard if someone actually you are entitled not to speak when you don't feel like speaking or when you then not when you don't feel like but when you don't have Something to add to the conversation Because sometimes we feel like uh, I don't feel like speaking But have the the greatest input So I'm not going to say When you don't feel like speaking Because sometimes when you don't feel like speaking Are the moments that you need to speak the most Because you don't feel like speaking Because you're trying to silence yourself Because you don't want to feel like the asshole You don't want to feel like the bitter person You don't want to feel like the bitch You don't want to feel like I'm always, you know, trying to 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 be combative with people or you don't want to feel stupid or you don't want to feel embarrassed about what the, what you got to say. Don't nobody so just say it. 
if you if you are in a safe space or if you're in a work environment with any relationship, I feel like the 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 moments in which you you have the deepest relationship, those are the moments in which we find our comfort level being being questioned the most, right? So, you know, even or you know, if you in a you see someone disrespecting their girlfriend at the mall or in a grocery store or something, you're not speaking out or using your voice in that moment, um, you know, to protect this woman. Um, like those, like those things, like it's just, it's just so much, but don't be a TI. Stay silent. We don't have anything to say. We don't have the time to really understand both sides of the story before creating these press release of a one-sided story and claiming that you did all these other things like don't 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 skip the process take all the necessary steps in order to um add fidelity within your voice and retain it because you can lose it, it takes years for you to build anything a brand anything it takes a couple seconds for you to lose it all some people take a minute. Think T.I. is in his minute. Stay silent when you don't have nothing to say or when you don't have time to do the proper uh, protocol in order to get the the amount of information you need to ensure that you're not being irresponsible um, or irrational as it pertains to whatever you are saying. It ain't that hard. Somebody asked me something that, I'm, that I don't have knowledge. I'm just... Respectfully say, I can't answer this right now. I don't have enough information or I don't feel comfortable answering this question with the information I currently have. Can I get back to you? It's not that hard. And I want to leave you all with this. The loudest person in a room can be as effective as the quietest person in a room. It's the person that speak the talk of the audience that ultimately wins. You can be too loud. You can be too quiet. But it's the person that speaks to the audience that ultimately wins, that may want that loud approach, that may need that quiet approach. But silence doesn't even allow you to get on the court, doesn't even allow you to get on a track, doesn't even allow you to get on a course, doesn't even allow you to get on a field. Lift your voice, be heard. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at ldmonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time. It's the team.